Hi, everyone. This is Curly Conspiracies. I'm Holly Lowerman, and I will be your host this week. And Brooke Sasser is here with me. Hi, everyone. Today we have a conspiracy for you picked by our fan club members and is integrated in with many other conspiracy theories such as simulation theory, the Montauk Project, and one surrounding the Large Hadron Collider. We will discuss a little bit about each conspiracy in this episode, but we will not have time to deep dive into them. We have done an episode on each of these conspiracies, though, so if you would prefer to listen to those first or to do your own research before listening to this episode, you can definitely do that. To make it easier, episode 68 is about the Hadron Collider conspiracies, episode 56 is about simulation theory, and episode 41 is about the Montauk Project. All right. Something people have wondered about since the very beginning of time is, how long will the universe last? The end of the world has been foretold in many texts, ancient epics, and tablets. For decades, it was thought that the world was going to end in 2012, whether it was a huge tidal wave, earthquakes, the rapture, or even a mysterious collision with Planet X. Luckily, here we are in 2021, still alive, well, I mean, barely after the last year we had, but we made it through the supposed 2012 apocalypse. Or did the world actually end in 2012? And right now, we are living in a parallel universe. So, let's put on our tinfoil hats and find out if it really was the end of the world as we know it. With so many movies and TV shows that came out one after another about the world ending and now Marvel coming out with the multiverse, it's no wonder that people are rethinking everything around them. This was especially relevant in 2012. By this point, there had been at least three major end-of-the-world predictions that had come and gone. But it was predicted that the end of the world would come on December 21st, and it had more of an origin story and seemed to have more credibility than the previous ones. Brooke, do you remember going through 2012 and all of the news stations talking about it? Like, did you think the world was going to end? I definitely remember that time and being very scared. And I I remember truly thinking that the world may end and being really scared. I think it was like December 21st or sometime in December when the date was. And I remember that day because I remember being scared to go to sleep because I was so frightened that the world was just going to end. And I remember learning about it in like history class and the History Channel and all these shows. I mean, they would have episodes about it. There was just so much press, like you said, that was going on about it. So yeah, I I, I truly thought the partially part of me thought the world was going to end in 2012 for sure. So I don't know. Hopefully it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out and I'll have to hear what you think. And I'll admit, I was a little nervous about it. I remember hearing that the world would end at the end of 1999, but 
I was pretty young then, so I didn't remember that one as much. And since it didn't happen, I was just kind of hoping that this would end the same way and that everyone was worried and nothing was going to happen. I felt like it was everywhere in the news, though. I mean, we talked about it a lot in school, and I feel like for the most part, the majority of people didn't believe it. But I had a few friends that really did think it was true and prepared for the worst. So let's go back a little bit to where it all started. Most of you know that the reason why people believe that Armageddon was going to happen was all because of a calendar. According to History.com, about 4,000 years ago, one of the most sophisticated and complex civilizations in our history, the Maya, were in present-day Mexico, Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. Really quick, I thought it was pronounced as the Mayan civilization. And I thought this too, and a lot of articles will say the Mayan people or the Mayan civilization. But as I was researching, I found out that archaeologists actually use the word Maya to describe the civilization, the people, and the culture. And they used the term Mayan when speaking about their languages. So that is why I will say it as Maya. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the Maya were responsible for learning how to grow corn and squash and had one of the first written language systems and measured time using two calendar systems. One calendar had 260 days in a sacred year for religious and ceremonial events. It counted in cycles, and each cycle consisted of 13 days, and there would be 20 cycles in a year. The other one was a solar calendar, and it had 365 days and 18 months. There would be 20 days in each month, except for one month, which had five days. They would put these two calendars together, and they called it the calendar round. Each interval would be about 52 years, and then it would reset. But later on, a third calendar was created, which is called the long count calendar. According to Susan Borowski's Long Count Calendar article on American Association for the Advancement of Science's website, quote, At some point, possibly as early as 300 BC, the Long Count Calendar was added to the calendar round. The Long Count is an astronomical calendar with each universal cycle lasting 2,880,000 days. The beginning date of the Long Count Calendar has been determined to be August 11th, 3114 BC in the Gregorian calendar, or September 6th in the Julian calendar. The date marks the creation of human beings according to the Maya, end quote. What this means is that there were three calendars working together to measure time in the Maya civilization and are actually still used today in some places in Guatemala, near the oldest version of the calendars, which resides on a wall in city ruins deep within the Guatemalan rainforest. The Maya times are broken down into days and periods of days, such as 20 days, 360 days, 7,200 days, and 144,000 days. 144,000 days is considered one bakhtan. The long count cycle calendar ends after 13 bakhtans, or about 5,126 solar years, and totaling 
about 1,872,000 days. And the last day of the long count cycle calendar was December 21st, 2012. Now, I know that was a lot of numbers, but according to the calendar, the new cycle would start December 22nd, 2012. Just like the other two calendars have done for thousands of years, the calendar was supposed to start the grand cycle again. However, some were worried that the long count calendar wouldn't reset, and there might have been a crucial purpose for this cycle ending on that specific day. It was thought that there might be a catastrophic change, whether it was a shift in the universe or that would be the day the world ended. Those weren't the only reasons why people thought this, though. But before we continue, let's take a quick commercial break. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Now let's dig into the other reasons why people thought that December 21st, 2012 would be the last day the universe or Earth existed. Apparently on that day, the Milky Way's equator and the winter solstice would align. Conspiracy theorists thought that this alignment would affect Earth in a negative way. Some believed that the long count calendar was made because ancient aliens came to Earth and instructed the Maya people to construct it. Then, on the last day, aliens would come back and take over the planet. Others believe it would lead to Armageddon with large battles, biblical plagues, famine, solar storms, extreme global warming, a large meteor hitting Earth, natural disasters, mass extinction, and more. Another idea was polar shift theory, where the locations of the poles on Earth would start shifting, which actually does happen about every 400,000 years or so. Some went even further and were worried that Earth would start rotating in the opposite direction. There was even a prediction that a supposed planet called Nibiru that was discovered by the Sumerians would crash into the Earth on that day. Other planets such as planet X and dwarf planet Eris have also been thought to have been heading toward Earth in a collision as well. People were genuinely concerned something bad was going to happen that day, and people prepared for it. Some gathered ammunition, built bunkers, stockpiled food, bought generators, sold all of their possessions, obtained water purification tablets, and even got houses on higher land. Then others prepared in a different way. For instance, in Moscow, there was a two-day doomsday party that people paid to attend that was located in an underground bunker that was used during the Cold War. 
there was an arc in London where people could be served a three-course meal. People were also trying to complete everything on their bucket list. That is insane that they had a two-day party in Moscow, which sounds kind of fun, I guess. But all of this reminds me of that show called Doomsday Preppers. I don't remember that show, actually. But uh, for me, it reminds me of hurricane parties that we throw when there's a hurricane <laughs> coming and, you know, yeah, especially in college. That's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> So the day of December 21st, 2012 came. People woke up that Friday morning to their alarms prepping for the worst. The day ran like normal and they were able to see the morning of December 22nd, 2012 right on schedule. For some, it was a huge sigh of relief, while others believed that everything had actually changed. It just wasn't as noticeable to everyone. So did the world end in 2012 and we didn't know it? Well, according to History.com's article about the day, scientists have stated that December 21st was a very normal day. Yes, the winter solstice and the Milky Way's equator aligned, but it had no effect on Earth. It was just a mere coincidence that they just so happened to be on the same day as the last day on the long count calendar. And that's it. The Maya had no way to predict that would even happen because they didn't even have the technology like a modern day radio telescope to even realize that the Milky Way even had an equator, much less where it would be on December 21st, 2012. NASA even explained that this date is just like our calendars in the United States and how they end on December 31st. It doesn't mean that the end of the world is upon us that day. It just means that we need to reset it and buy a new calendar for the new year. On top of this, the majority of the Maya didn't even believe anything bad would even happen. It just seemed like mostly people from other countries that had these beliefs. However, some felt that even though it didn't seem like anything happened that day, the world just hasn't felt right since then. This theory has been around for a while, but it regained popularity in 2019 when Nick Hinton tweeted about it. He has a whole thread on Twitter with evidence on why he believes the world did end in 2012. He explains in his tweets that, quote, So did the world actually end in 2012? Well, it was the year scientists at CERN finally found the Higgs boson. You know, the particle Stephen Hawking predicted could destroy the universe, or in his own words, cause the universe to undergo a catastrophic vacuum decay. Well, what would happen if we destroyed the universe? Would we know? Maybe CERN accidentally created a black hole that sucked us in without us even noticing, and we've just been living in it. Some physicists actually believe this is possible, end quote. So I had to look this up because I hadn't heard about the idea of us living in a black hole before. And theoretically, according to some scientists, they do actually say it's possible. Dr. Poplowski, a theoretical physicist at the University of New Haven in Connecticut, believes that there is a possibility that we could live in a black hole and that black holes create new universes. 
Yes, there were so many fishy things happening with CERN and their Large Hadron Collider, and the idea that this machine could end the world as we know it with a black hole, and CERN even admits that it's possible that this collider could have created tiny quantum black holes, which, as we said before, I mean, we don't know a ton about black holes as a scientific community, and we have no idea if tiny quantum black holes could create or grow into these larger ones that could end the world. I also can't get over the idea that they are currently in the process of building a way larger one at the moment, so if it didn't in the world in 2012, who knows what our fate may be in the next decade. <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that, that they were even creating a bigger one. I mean, it could create more black holes more universes, and maybe more weasels and baguettes will get stuck in them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I mean, just all the things they blamed on the weasels and the baguettes <laughs> that caused like worldwide phenomenons. Oh I mean, <laughs> what will the excuse be when, when the next thing happens? Oh my gosh. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm ra- waiting for that next uh, excuse though. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean... How crazier can it get than a weasel and a baguette? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what comes out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess not because it always it that's always true. follows that's not something g- terrible. So that's a good point. I guess yeah. it's not a good thing. But yeah. interesting to hear what their excuse is going to be. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative, at least. <laughs> yeah. Props to them. <laughs> And to go even further, Hinton continues on by saying that the Maya were not the only ones to predict something big would happen in the year 2012. Terence McKenna developed the time wave zero theory, which I want you to take with a grain of salt because he had experimented with a lot of drugs, especially hallucinogens. So just kind of keep that in mind. But the time wave zero theory is a little complex, so bear with me. I want you to imagine a line that spirals, kind of similar to like a toilet paper roll or a roll of tape. It goes around and around in circles, and every time it goes around, the circle gets smaller and smaller. Then there are parts where the layers of the tape connect to one another or align. These are years aligning with each other that have similar events happening. The outer layers are the past, and as more time passes, each loop around is getting smaller and smaller, and this explains why time goes by faster and faster, and why events seem to line up with each other. Like, for instance, if there is a tragedy in a past year, it connects to a future or present year tragedy that gets worse and worse each time. Using this theory, McKenna, the one who came up with the idea, believed that in the year 2012, there would be a reality rearranging event. Interesting. So would an example of two events that kind of line up with each other be like the similarities of John F. Kennedy's death and Abraham Lincoln's? Or maybe even how the pandemic seemed to come around every 100 years in the 20s of that century? Exactly. Now, they're not always in even 100 years or 20 years apart because the spiral gets smaller with each layer, but similar events would kind of align together and get progressively worse with each one. 
Then, further down in the Twitter thread, Hinton dives into another conspiracy and other ideas that he believes is related to the year 2012 and what could have happened. He wrote, quote, Is there another meaning to the end of time? Preston B. Nichols, a supposed whistleblower who wrote books detailing time travel experiments at the Montauk Air Force Base, claimed they were never able to time travel past 2012 because they could find no future beyond it, end quote. Later on, he even mentions that other philosophers have mentioned something similar. Quote, there's also a theory floating around that we've reached the end of history. The end of history is a philosophical idea that has been talked about by such notable figures such as Hegel, Marx, and most recently Francis Fukuyama. At the end of history, events still happen, but humanity has reached the end of its socio-cultural evolution. This theory has nothing to do with time travel or simulations, but rather the stagnation of human progress, end quote. So pretty much the end of the world could also have another meaning saying that as a society, we will remain flatlined as far as progression in a sociological and cultural sense. So according to this, this means that in nine years, almost 10 years, that we haven't made any progress and we will continue to stay that way for the rest of eternity. This is really hard to imagine and or picture. I see where they're going, but I feel like there is progression as far as technology and new developments and ideas, but I guess I'm confused on what progression would look like in a sociological and cultural sense. If they mean like human rights and perspectives in that sense, I don't know. I feel like since 2012, there has definitely been some cultural progressions and more people being open to different lifestyles and definitely more of a push for equality and human rights for all. Yeah, I agree with you. I It is a difficult idea to process and gosh, it would be really depressing to think about that essentially we cannot do any better than this, even if we strive to. I I don't know. I just can't think like that. I feel like in the past almost 10 years, we have moved forward in some aspects. And I mean, while others, I feel like have been stagnant or I mean, there's a couple of incidents where we've gone down in some cases, but I feel like for majority of it. I mean, like you said, I mean, for push for equality and human rights, I do feel like we are progressing and hopefully we go further with that too. So I don't believe it's true in all areas. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, I feel like, like you said, in in some areas, it may feel like things aren't getting better or maybe even in some instances getting worse in one perspective on all the recent history and events that have happened in the last even just five years. But in some perspectives, you could say that people are really fighting for change and really fighting for, you know, equal rights and, and I don't know, better things. So I don't know, I could, I could see both perspectives on how in some ways we're kind of stagnant, or maybe even going downhill. And then in some ways, people really are trying to make a change. So yeah. And and I think part of it is, it's becoming more, I think we're all becoming more aware too. And that's why it almost seems like it's going a little downhill because we're all aware and it's coming in the spotlight and we're seeing all of it. And this is, might've been happening for a long time. 
in some, you know, we might have just not seen it. So that could also be why it maybe seems like it's going down the hill. But in the end, it really is moving in the right direction because now our eyes are more open to things that we didn't see before. Yeah, definitely. I agree. After the commercial break, we will discuss how things just haven't been quite the same since the year 2012. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Now back to how the world just hasn't been quite the same since the year 2012. Nick Hinton mentioned in his Did the World End in 2012 Twitter thread that the end of the world could have caused the very widespread phenomenon, the Mandela Effect, where a large group of people remember something differently than what actually happened. One popular example of the Mandela Effect is the movie Shazam, and not the one that just came out in 2019. Some people remember a movie called Shazam where the actor Sinbad was a genie and he granted wishes to two children and then they went on an adventure together. It supposedly was released in the 1990s and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I definitely remember that movie. I remember me watching the movie and I remember seeing commercials for it. Do you remember, Brooke? I actually don't know this movie. I don't think I've I I don't have any memories of this. Really? I'm okay. That's so weird because I definitely do. I remember watching it and everything, and then when looking up the Mandela effect, realizing that this movie never existed. Sinbad will even I mean even mention he was like, no, I was never a genie in this movie, and it is so bizarre that. It's not just me, but a lot of people remember this movie. That's one of the most popular um, ideas of Mandela Effect. And another one that is, I think, even more bizarre is that some people have memories of going up to the torch of the Statue of Liberty in recent years, but apparently no one has been able to climb up the stairs since 1916. Some even said they remember that the Statue of Liberty was on Ellis Island instead of Liberty Island. And there are some images of Liberty Island without the statue that you can find online, but most people believe those are doctored. He also goes on to mention that there were recent photographs taken from inside the torch of the statue and that they might have been taken by time travelers, but it was found out that there is a live camera that is always up there, so it's probably unlikely it was time travelers. There were other ones, like Fruit of the Loom with the Cornucopia, the Berenstain Bears with the Spelling, and the Monopoly Man, whether he had a monocle or not. 
On top of the Mandela effect, according to Hinton, things just haven't seemed quite the same since the year 2012. For instance, it seems like time has sped up and each year goes by a little faster. The world seems to be more chaotic than past years, with more mass shootings, the pandemic, the year 2020, no explanation needed, politics, corruption, wildfires, natural disasters, and more. Now, some say that this could be because as we get older, we pay attention to the world around us more than while we're young, and we are more caught up in our small worlds when we're little, but then others think that these things are really getting worse, no matter how hard we try to fix or prevent these disasters from happening. So did the world end in 2012? And if it did, are we in a simulation, a black hole, a parallel universe, or did we enter in a whole new wave of consciousness? And if this is the case, was it all because of a prediction or was it because of CERN and the Large Hadron Collider? Or maybe the world didn't end in 2012 after all, and we still have a long way to go before that happens. So what do you think, Brooke? This one is hard for me to decide, but I think overall I'm leaning towards it not being a thing. I do think that parts and components of it are real. For instance, with the Maya people, I do think the calendar may have represented a new start or beginning, but that could have been as simple as a new calendar or a new season of life, not necessarily apocalypse, even though I was partially convinced we were all dying that day. (laughs) (laughs) I also think that the Hadron Collider is something we should really be concerned about, and I believe that the Mandela effect is real, too, and that it could be connected to something. I don't know what, though. I also really found the theories about time interesting as well. I could see how some time could work in that paper roll fashion where events are lining up, because it is bizarre how historical events have those similarities. Also, I do kind of agree that things since 2012 have gotten oddly worse, but then again, when looking back at the 1920s, they had a lot going on too. Pandemics, heading towards the Great Depression, wartime as well, so maybe it does all kind of go back to the theory of how our time works in general. So I guess even though I believe in some components of the theory, I don't know if I would go as far to say that the world ended in 2012 and we're living in another universe. What do you think? I will say this was a very interesting episode to write, and I love digging into all the research about why people believe the world ended in 2012 and how we've changed since then as a society. But I know people say it is a crazy time, and it certainly is, but I don't think it's getting worse necessarily. I mean, kind of like you said, with everything going on right now, it does seem crazy to us. But when looking back in our history, I feel like the 1920s to 1940s were way worse. I mean, a lot happened in our history with World War II, the Holocaust, polio, the Prohibition, the Great Depression, the Beria pandemic, the Dust Bowl, and so much more. So I don't really feel like this is the worst time in our history to make me believe that something catastrophic happened to us in 2012. 
But I also think that CERN is 100% fishy. And I still think there's more happening there that is not told to us. We are still learning about our universe each day, and I hope that we get to learn more of how time works, whether it is like a roll of tape or a Swiss roll, or if it is more linear, like such as a timeline, and if black holes do create universes. But I just, I'm with you. I'm not sure if I feel ready to say the world ended in 2012, or at least not yet. So what do you all think? Did the world really end in 2012? Well, there have been a few sources to come out and say that the long count calendar was actually read incorrectly. It is actually December 12th, 2021. And if that's the case, then I guess I will see you all in the next dimension, whatever that may look like. Thank you guys for tuning in today and diving into this mystery with us. Go check out our website if you want to see our sources, pictures, and other information from this episode at curlyconspiracies.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and search for the handle Curly Conspiracies. This podcast is brought to you by Magua Rin Productions. Brooke Sasser is a scriptwriter, host, and researcher. Holly Lowerman is a scriptwriter, host, and researcher. Chris Sasser Photography and Graphic Design. Roundtable Audio Productions. And the theme music is composed by Victor Wayne Music Production in Invado Market.